to this studio, the amazing award-winning filmmaker of her own music, the amazing Olivia Lesky. Hi, <laughs> nice to meet you, Carl. Can you tell me the experience of how you got into, you know, film more genuinely? Yeah, sure. Um, so actually I've come at it at kind of a sideward kind of pathway. I went to acting school with Ali Morgan, who won Best Performer and was the lead in the film. And um, we finished, we graduated from acting school and we didn't get any um, agents. And <laughs> we were like, what, what, are we, what are we doing? Why are we waiting? Let's just make something. And uh, originally I wrote the film with me to play the teacher in mind. And then when I got more invested, because it took two years to kind of get up, um, uh, we decided that I should direct it and that's kind of how it's blossomed and I realized that I could get a better actor to play the teacher than myself and um, and I found much more enjoyment out of creating something from its you know from its I guess birth to the end of it that I just yeah really got into it and started directing some theater stuff as well and yeah that's how it eventuated amazing so tell me a little bit about the concept of her own music so it's essentially um, a coming-of-age film about a, a girl who's in her final year of a very strict Catholic school who um, meets someone who's younger and more unruly than her and they fall in love. And it's about that that older girl kind of questioning everything that she's been through as being like potentially fed to her rather than and that kind of opens up her worldview and she goes on this little path of self-discovery. Amazing. So... I love the fact that, you know, the film really is about someone in, you know, their final year. And I mean, just off the back of that, I'm really curious what you think. Do you think, you know, a lot of young students do have this huge amount of stress on them uh, in the fact of, you know, we're coming out of HSC and, you know, doing all this stuff? Do you think that, you know, it's just really too stressful? And what do you think in terms of the fact of, you know, creation of her own music? Yeah, I think, um, I think year 12, and especially with the HSC and New South Wales kind of model of that, there's so much pressure on that final year as being the, the, the thing that's going to either launch or fail your future. Um, and I think it's really, especially at those private schools that rely on like very good um, uh, ranking, there's a lot of academic pressure and then to be the best at everything, but also just like not question the model. Um, that's kind of a, a really big thing. And I think what I'd say to people that are going through that is like, there are so many ways to cut um, an orange. And I don't know, that's not a saying, but I'm making it one. Um, but yeah, there's so many ways to do things that, you know, if you, if you totally bomb out academically in that final year, it doesn't really matter. And the person that you think you are when you're 18 is not the person you're going to be when you're 35. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I mean, I feel the exact same way. I didn't do very well at HSC and now I am here doing a radio show. One could ask where it all went wrong. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, yeah, speaking of sort of different ways of getting in stuff, you had started in theatre and you did a lot of that. Um, how is the transition from, you know, doing theatre to doing film now? Yeah, um, I think it helps uh, a lot in terms of, like I, I think a lot of I think directors can come. Directors for film either come from a very technical background and like a very visual background, and they've been really involved in camera and camera work. But I've got someone doing that for me. Like I've got an incredible cinematographer in Karina Burke, and I could rely on her to make 
my dreams come true. But I had an imagination that I think, you know, and I have an acting background and, and, you know, I feel like theatre is very actor motivated and at the end of the day, what the actor does on stage on the night is what the audience is going to see, whereas film you can manipulate it. Um, So, yeah, I guess coming from theatre, it really helped me, like, relate to actors and and get the best performances that I could um, and really kind of relate to that. So, yeah, that's that's where I think it... So I want to ask you about that kind of specific moment, especially winning the audience prize. Congratulations again, by the way. (laughs) Um, Why do you think people have sort of been able to attach themselves so much in terms of, you know, seeing a film like Her Own Music? Um... I would think that like most queer people have had some sort of struggle with de- like the moment that they realise that they might be queer or questioning and I think that's a pretty universal story. I mean that's why we keep making coming out films. I kept um, resisting calling my film a coming out film because there's no moment where m- my character says, I'm gay. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean that that whole questioning, wondering, you know, kind of having your whole world opened up. I remember feeling like I was asleep before I figured it out. Um, and I think that's why people, like, relate to it. I also stacked the audience with my family and friends. <laughs> so I feel like that is the one award that, you know, that, <laughs> that was definitely uh, a little bit rigged. <laughs> do you know what? It, it, was, it was a great film. So, you know, <laughs> you don't need to do that. You just, you know, you've got to celebrate and be uh, amazing. So, I mean, you've... Is her own music screening at any other festivals that you can announce or? No, no, I can't announce anything yet. It's already been um, in Sydney Film Festival in 2020 and we went to Outfest LA, which um, was phenomenal, but also so heartbreaking. (laughs) I had this grand plan to save all this money in 2019 and then travel anywhere that my film got into a film festival. So obviously that wasn't going to happen in 2020. Oh, but, um, but it was still really cool. They did like a virtual festival and they interviewed us and they did some networking um, events over Zoom, which was so awkward, but also excellent. Um, so, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that because I think it's very interesting. You know, filmmaking is in itself a very sort of collaborative effort. So, you know, in, a, in the world of COVID is how were they getting you to, you know, mm. collaborate and network and doing all that stuff at a place like Outfest? Yeah. Well, they were really diligent. Unfortunately, all the events were at 3 or 4 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. But we um, we got up and we had a whole week of events where we'd um, go on Zoom. They did like breakout rooms with certain um, industry um, experts. So I spoke to the um, American dis- distributors of Parasite or like Amazing. Um, Elliot Page's agent. Like it was really cool. And we got to have like 15 minutes of like, <laughs> which was great. Um, or for me, it was more like, hey, um, uh, hi, uh, I've just got out of bed, but um, I'm just wondering. So yeah, that was great. And um, and yeah, I, it was a really surreal experience and um, connected with a lot of people over Instagram, like other filmmakers still in contact with like the, I don't know if you saw the film Cicada. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, so their film, they were really cool. Um, and um, even some Melbourne filmmakers that I hadn't met. So like Jess Smith, who did The Test, 
um, connected with her over Instagram and then got to hang out with her at Queer Screen, yeah. which is really cool. Um, so yeah, that was that's kind of what it's been like. It's been like a weird online dating situation. I love that, the idea of filmmakers being like, you know, <laughs> dating. Um, and, you know, it also it was amazing the fact that, you know, it was basically a women's empowering, you know, girl power at Mardi Gras because uh, like pretty much a lot of the films were mm. actually uh, lesbian, which is amazing. I mean, you know, we talk about the fact of how gender matters um, in film and, you know, that's clearly no more evident than, you know, this year at, at um, Mardi Gras Film Festival's My Queer Career. Um, mm. I wanted to ask you about, you know, what is your advice for filmmakers who are starting out to make films, whether that's during COVID or, you know, hopefully out of COVID now? Mm-hmm. Um, don't wait for permission. <laughs> um, I actually applied for a lot of funding um, and got rejected so many times over the two year period before we actually shot it and it and it just it just took us to back ourselves save up that money and make it ourselves on a very limited budget to push over the edge like we we did the pitch off um for for queer screen and didn't get in and it felt like we were close but every time it it, they were questioning my ability to be able to actually produce and i get that because they need to back someone that is going to produce something and something that's worthwhile them putting their name to. So that's really hard. And I think um, if you're waiting for permission, how emerging is emerging? I just won an emerging filmmakers award. Like that's hilarious to me because <laughs> I feel like, you know, now I'll, now I'll be able to get emerging filmmakers funding. I think that's how it works. Like I don't understand otherwise because I was like, I, I, I can't prove to you that I can do it. I just know I can. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I think the other question I wanted to ask you is, given the fact you've know you've played Sydney, you've played Outfest, you're now award winning for for Mardi Gras Film Festival. Is you know what's your advice for somebody who you know has a film on the bookshelf? It's been it's been made in the last kind of eighteen. 12 18 months what's your advice for you know getting that out there and you know entering festivals i would say get a producer that knows how to really hustle and um hopefully your film speaks for itself but you know i also ask for feedback like when we didn't get into things people might not give it to you but you can go thank you so much for your time and for watching it i really appreciate it have you got any feedback what were you looking for what did we what did we mess up and sometimes they reply, sometimes they don't. But yeah, I think just making sure your producers are all over it, keeping up to date with what's happening and um, and yeah, yeah, just kind of backing you, making sure someone's in your court always. Amazing. Because it, it got to the point where I was like, I'm not going to direct this because it's clearly me that's the problem. And so I was going to step back and my producer's like, no, this is your film, this is your story, you have to direct it. So, you know, have someone that's always in your court. Yeah, amazing. Um, so apart from, you know, sort of living up to, you know, the awesomeness that is um, her and music, what's the, <laughs> what's the next thing? What's the next short? What's the next feature? What, what are you working on next? Well, really excitingly, um, Queer Screen's uh, awards had prizes and those prizes were $5,000 worth of camera equipment, um, hire and three and a half grand of editing. And so now... And we have to use that in a year. So now we're like hustling to figure out what we want to do next. And it'll be Karina and I again for sure and, you know, the same team. And we'll probably um, be – I'm writing something at the moment that I've got in my head and it'll probably be another short, but hopefully more of a proof of concept for something bigger. 
Can you give us at least a little bit of a tease, a little bit of a film festival guide exclusive? Unfortunately, not yet because it's literally not been put to page and it could be very different by the end of it. <laughs> but all I can say is we'll definitely have something out within a year. Olivia, thank you so much again for, for joining us at Film Festival Guide. Um, you've been absolutely amazing. Amazing.